ExtraordinaryChurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. I want you to open up your Bibles or your Bible apps to the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 34. The book of Acts chapter 10 verse 34. And if you don't have a Bible or a Bible app readily available, it's okay. We're going to show you on the screen as well. I feel like the Lord spoke very clearly to me a couple of days ago, and I want to share this with you. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Today, by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach and share this thought with you. Seeing the shift, seeing the shift. Now we are, we are in a shift. And if you know what's happening at Extraordinary Church, and if you're a part of our family, you know, last year and the latter part of last year, I was just praying and I felt like the Lord told me that 2020 was going to be the year of the shift. Now, I did not understand the scope and the breadth of that shift, but some of us kind of feel like, look, I don't know what's happening with 2020. I'm just ready for 2020 to be done. And you know what? I'm with you, but I believe at the same time, God is setting us up. God is setting us up. And so I felt like, you know what? I'm going to share this and I'm going to share this right from my living room because that's where you are. And I feel like God laid this on my heart Tuesday. So I want you, I want us to see the shift. Now, the reason why this is important is because Pastor Dan McLeod, who was with us uh, about a month and a half, two months ago, I didn't even speak with him. And do you know what he preached Friday night? I gave him no clue what was going on. This man preached paradigm shift. (laughs) And I was like, wow, Jesus, you are speaking to us loud and clear. And you know what the Lord spoke to me Tuesday? Seeing the shift. Now we're in the shift, but do we see it? Do we see it? And it's by the help of the Holy Ghost that I'm going to share something with you that if you can't already tell, I'm excited about. Vision is so important. What we see is so important. You know what? I know you could be looking right now. You're looking at me online. The question is, what do you see? I know we could be looking at many different things, but the question is, what do we see? I want to ask you a question. Are we living In the last days, we speak of the love of many waxing cold. We talk about the the lawlessness. We talk about uh, the sign of the times. Let me give you another sign of the times to perhaps help you understand the season in which we are living in. New visions, new dreams, new prophecies. This is stuff that Joel prophesied in Joel chapter 2. And unfortunately, what I believe is happening to some of us, if we're being transparent, is we've grown accustomed to bad vision. We get used to it. And only when we are faced with a corrected vision do we realize, man, I haven't been seeing clearly. 
I uh, don't have to wear glasses, uh, at least not yet. Uh, and I thank God for that. But I can remember, and I know people who do need some type of corrective lens, whether that's a contact lens or a uh, glasses or bifocals. Uh, I know several that do so. And some in my family. And we recently helped somebody get glasses in my family. And I can remember their conversation. They were like, wow, <laughs> I can see. Why? Because they had a vision correction. See, we need to set our gaze and affections toward heaven. In the midst of all of this, can I tell you, don't set your sight on the impact of COVID-19. Set your sights on the one who never changes. Praise God. Why don't you just lift your hands and say, God, I'm setting my sight on you. Correct my vision. Help me not to focus on the things on this earth, but help me to focus on you and your word. See, the disciples had a similar problem. They could not conceive that God desired to do something with the Gentiles. And I'm going to talk about that here more in a moment. But at this time, basically, if you don't know what a Gentile is, you're looking at one. <laughs> Pretty much if you are not an Orthodox Jew, you are a Gentile. OK, so our eyes need to be opened if we're going to see the shift. Man, I feel the spirit of the Lord into what's happening we need to see, see what we do is we see the moment. Does that make sense? We see the moment, but not eternity. We see self, but not God. We see the world, not the heavens. We see ourselves, not others. But if we could just see the shift that is taking place, something will shift and we will begin to see supernatural outpourings of his spirit. I, you know what we do? We walk around in our hands in our pockets, uh, shuffling along, looking at our feet, not even engaging people and certainly not looking up, kind of like we're just looking to find money on the ground. Uh, I can remember as I was writing this, I thought to myself, that's so funny. When I was a young kid, we don't see any of these anymore, but pay phones. I can remember uh, one time I'd gone to use a pay phone. Uh, and something just prompted me to just put my fingers in a little thing to see if there was any change in it. And there was, and for so many like months or if not years, I can't remember as a seven or eight year old, if I immediately saw a payphone, I would run over and stick my fingers in it to see if there was any change in there because that's where my vision was fixed. Do you understand? But we need a vision correction. We need to see the shift. The paradigm shift is happening. Now the question is, do we see it? Oh, we would be so blessed if we could just obtain a new way of seeing things. Can I tell you only heaven can correct our vision. We need the spirit of God to correct our vision, to help us get our sights off of things that are of no value, to getting them on things that matter a great deal. We're all eagles, praise God. I've told you before at EC, you and I are allergic to average. You are not called to mediocrity. You are not called to average. We are called to soar with the eagles. God has called us to be extraordinary, and we can only be extraordinary through him. I don't want you to be a chicken. We're called to be eagles. I'll share a story with you. There's an old fable that talks about a man who found an eagle's egg. And you know what he did? He took it back and he put it in the nest of a barnyard hen. The eagle hatched and with the brood of chicks, he grew up just like them. All his life, this majestic bird, this eagle 
did what barnyard chickens did, thinking he was a barnyard chicken. He scratched the earth for worms and insects. He clucked and he cackled and he would thrash his wings and fly a few feet in the air and stop. Years passed and the eagle grew very, very old. One day he saw a magnificent bird above him in the cloudless sky. It glided gracefully, majestically among powerful wind currents with scarcely a beat of its strong golden wings. The old eagle looked up in awe. Who's that? Who is that? He asked the chickens. Oh, the other chickens replied, that's the eagle, the king of all the birds. He belongs to the sky, but we, we belong to the earth. We're chickens. So the eagle lived and died as a chicken. Are you hearing me? But that's what he thought he was. How sad when we who are children of the king live as chickens, when we could fly like eagles. I want you to know that I believe God is using this season to correct our vision. I'm here to declare to you that the book of Romans says that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. We are seeing the shift. And if we can now understand that we are shifting into something that God is fixing to use to open up a portal to the supernatural like never before, we are going to experience supernatural revival. This is what's happening. I want you to get context in what's taking place here. I want to just show you a few things in Acts chapter 10 because it's, it, it is a profound chapter and record in the history of the church. Acts chapter 10 verse 9. It reads, the next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Let me just say this. Sometimes you've got to change your elevation to get tapped in. You have to change your location. I understand that this would be a custom practice because of the way the rooftops were designed. It was more like a, a porch, if you will. But sometimes you got to get away from the people you're with. Sometimes you have to change the location to get tapped into what God is doing. And this is what COVID-19 is doing in this season. Praise God. Some of us are comfortable worshiping and praying at an altar and in a church when it's 150 of us together. Uh, but you know what? There's a shift. Some of us aren't comfortable, if I'm just keeping it real, doing that with our family. Don't, don't, don't get upset with me, but there's a shift happening. And now, you know what? God's getting your attention. So check this out. He became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. Now, so in other words, he's hungry and people are preparing food. And he falls into this trance and he's about to have a vision and saw heaven open and an object like a great sheep bound at the four corners, descending to him and let down to the earth. In it were all kinds of four footed animals on the earth, wild beasts, creeping things and the birds of the air. And a voice came to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. This was done three times and the object was taken up into the heavens again. Now, this is pivotal because, again, Acts chapter 10 is a critical and an integral moment in the history of the church for it records 
the salvation of the Gentiles. Now, what we see Peter doing, God is using Peter again. Remember when Jesus Christ has this moment with him, he says, who are people saying that I am? What what are they saying on TikTok? What's up on, on IG and Facebook? Who are they saying that I am? And they're like, some say you're this, some say uh, you're that. And Peter says, thou art the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus is like, you see who I am. You understand my divine nature. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father, the spirit has revealed this to you. And upon this rock, he says, I'm going to build my church. He has given him the keys. And so Peter uses these keys in Acts chapter two. He's preaching salvation to the Jews. You can read it. It's the day of Pentecost. They receive the spirit. Uh, It's evidenced by speaking in other tongues and they're glorifying God. It's a marvelous time. And the Jews, they've been looking for this moment. The disciples were Peter preaches and it happens to 3000 people. Okay. Then Acts chapter eight. He's preaching to the Samaritans, uh, and it happens again. God pours out his spirit. He fills people with his spirit, and now he's getting ready to be used to bring the Gentiles into the church. So to give you some context, there's several visions being corrected here by the spirit. Praise God. See, when you see the shift, it's going to be the spirit that's going to instigate this vision correction. So this is happening for Cornelius, okay? Cornelius is a Roman centurion. He fears the Lord. And I want to show you this in Acts chapter 10, verse 1. We're kind of working our way backwards, and then we're going to jump to the conclusion of the story. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision, an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa, Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon, a tanner whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. So a couple of things are happening here. One, what we see is a Roman centurion who is grown weary of the pagan culture of the Romans. He realizes that there's no hope in their gods. And so he is a religious man. Okay. He is a spiritual man. He is one who prays and he seeks the face of God. He gives generously. He is being influenced by Jewish culture and he is acknowledging that there is only one God. And so he's no longer worshiping multiple gods. He's seeking the face of God. He's praying and he's becoming dialed in. Uh, to what God is doing. And what's fascinating is his prayers are a memorial before God. Let me just tell you one thing real quick. There is no expiration date on your prayers. Don't stop praying, mom. Don't stop praying, dad. Young adult, don't stop praying. Teach your kids to pray. Pa- 
Paul told Timothy, I ought that men always pray. We need to pray. We need to connect with God. During this time to see the shift, we need to develop a culture of prayer in our homes. Who I feel this. You know what? We talked about how they've taken prayer out of schools. Well, guess what? Prayer is back in school because our kids are at home and prayer can happen. They can start their day with prayer. They can have a prayer break. They can have a praise break. We need to come back into a place of prayer. There are no expiration dates on your prayer. So you keep praying. Even though you haven't seen it come to pass, don't stop praying. And so, you know what? Cornelius, these prayers have gotten the attention of God. He's giving as well. And he's doing like Jesus taught in Matthew chapter six, said, when you pray, pray in secret and your, uh, your father will reward you in open. When you give, don't give like the Pharisees telling everybody what you did. Do it in secret and God will reward you openly. And so this is happening, right? Now check this out. This is crazy uh, because now he's getting vision correction and God meets him in a way that he'll understand. I want you to catch this. This is crazy. He's a Roman soldier. And so at the conclusion, the angel of the Lord says to him, go send for uh, Simon, whose surname is Peter. He's hanging out at this house by the seaside. Go send for him. He's going to come and he's going to tell you what you must do. In other words, he understood chain of command. He understood instruction. He understood that when somebody told him something, especially in a hierarchical situation, if they told him, he knew he needed to execute with explicit instruction and obedience. And the angel of the Lord speaks to him in that way and says, here's what you must do, or he will tell you what you must do. So Cornelius's vision is being corrected. He's seeing the shift. Praise God. And now guess who else is seeing the shift? Peter's being prepared. He doesn't even know what's going on. Peter's hungry. He's like, man, let me go pray. Whew. Let me just, y'all go take some time to whip this food up. Let me go pray. He's praying and he sees something. And the Lord's like, hey, go eat. He's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I ain't touching that. And the Lord's like, wait a second, slow down, pump your brakes, Peter, because what I call clean, don't you call unclean. And he's like, Lord, I ain't touching that. I'm not eating that at all, okay? Uh, and he was like, yes, son, what I call clean, don't you call unclean. What he was doing, you need to understand as a Jew, ever since the law of Moses, there had been a wall erected between Jews and Gentiles. And now this had been broken down at the cross. The Gentiles were considered aliens and strangers, okay? Far from Jewish covenants. But now all of that is changing. And God would declare as far as he would say, as far as the Jew is concerned and the Gentile, there is no difference. Praise God. And here's a huge shift, okay? So, and another reason why God used food, I believe, in this to get Peter's attention. One, he was hungry. He's meeting him where he was at. Two, Jews had a custom as to clean foods and unclean foods. That was a major problem between the Jews and the Gentiles. And God is using this to get through to Peter. And not only this, he is literally changing Peter's diet but he is changing his entire program. Praise God. This shift, 
that we're going through is changing our program. I'm telling you that when we come back together, we'll be stronger than ever. I'm telling you that when we come back together, we'll be bigger than ever. I'm telling you that God is using this to open up a portal in the spirit. And I'm thankful for that. So Peter says, you know what? Okay, Lord. So what's fascinating is, uh, and I'm going to fast forward here. What's fascinating is uh, Cornelius' people, they show up, they call for Peter. And Peter's like, okay, I'm going to go. He takes six people with him. And on this journey, which is about a two, two and a half, maybe three day journey, uh, they're getting ready. And Cornelius is there. Now, Cornelius, if you read it, if you read it, the house is full. He's waiting for Peter to come. Got his whole crew and his whole family there, right? They show up. And when you get it, this is where we go. This is where we go. Now, this is fascinating. In other words, this journey, man, this is so good. (laughs) This journey is a moment of preparation for Peter to fully understand the shift that is taking place. I believe God is using this season of COVID-19 for us to fully understand the shift that's taking place. God still opens blinded eyes, okay? Those who've never seen, you will be able to see. Those who have partially seen, you will be able to see. Those whose vision has been distorted or clouded, God is going to bring clarity. For those who see men as walking trees, for those who see others as just timber to be used, I'm telling you, he's going to touch you a second time. I'm telling you that he can heal the blind. God can clarify your vision. And faith is the ability to see as God wants you to see. This is why you don't see according to the natural. We see according to faith. And if you believe that, you ought to give God praise. Praise God. Look at somebody and say, I see according to faith. And if there's nobody to look at, put it in your chat and say, you know what? Hey, I see according to faith. Faith is going to take wings and we're going to soar in the presence of God. Faith is going to help us come up with innovative, creative ideas to reach people. And so check this out. This is what Peter says. Okay. Peter says in verse 34 of chapter 10, then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Praise God. This is massive. In other words, what he's saying is, you know what? There is no distinction between Jew and Gentile. This is why everybody's welcome at Extraordinary Church. This is why black, white, yellow, brown, red, blue, purple. This is why I want transgender. I want gay. I want heterosexual. I want the broke. I want the rich. I want the educated. I want the uneducated because Jesus came for everybody. And we're here so that everybody that is ordinary can experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. I want you to know that we are all level at the foot of the cross. You might have a bunch of money in your bank account, but at the foot of the cross, we are, we are even, uh, you might be, you might have multiple degrees and thank God. I'm glad you're educated and I want God to use your education, but at the foot of the cross, we are all together equal. And so he says this, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Now check this out because a corrected vision brings fresh awareness. And I believe as you're listening to this and you're engaging, fresh awareness is happening right now. All of a sudden, Cornelius, who was religious, is getting a fresh. There's a big difference between being religious and having a relationship. See, religion is about performance, but relationship is, oh God, I need you in my life. I'm nothing without you. I realize that I realize what my sin is in your holiness. I realize 
that your goodness is drawing me. I realize that I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. Religious is check, check, check. And there was more for Cornelius to do. So I'm getting ready to wrap this up. Check this out. Peter starts preaching to them. If you read this, if you read throughout the text, this is fascinating. Verses 35 through 43, he's preaching to them. He's preaching the gospel, just like I'm preaching to you. And then verse 44 in chapter 10, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. Praise God. (laughs) Are you hearing me? As I'm preaching right now, the spirit of God is falling. This is why you need to listen to preaching. This is why you need to be with us on Wednesdays. And this is why you need to be with us on Sundays, because it is the word of God. When it is preached, the spirit of God falls. I want you to worship. Yes, I want you to sing songs and I want you to take regularly scheduled praise breaks. But can I tell you, when the word of God is preached, the spirit of God falls. And check it out. Those of the circumcision were astonished. Now, circumcision, the covenant, they're Jews. They were like, what? Get out of here. How do I see them? They're thinking, how do I see them? Because the gift of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, uh, had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Now, we've talked about this before. Tongues is the evidence of receiving the Spirit. And they were like, what? How did this happen? And all of a sudden, they're seeing the shift. See, Peter saw the shift earlier. Now, these guys saw the shift when it happened. I don't care when you see the shift. If you can get tapped into the spirit, you'll see it earlier. But some of us might be waiting and it's like, oh, whoa, wow, I see it. Some point we have to see it. And in this case, they received the spirit. And then Peter answered, can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who receive the Holy Spirit just as we have? And check this out. This is key. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. (laughs) Now, why is that important? Because remember, the angel of the Lord spoke to Cornelius and he said, Peter is going to tell you what you must do. This is non-negotiable. And Peter commanded them be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. This is so powerful. And I hope I get it. I'm going to, I'm going to preach this at another point in time, because being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ is when you enter into covenant. They had received the spirit, but now they're entering into covenant. And now there truly is no distinction between Jew and Gentile. They loved it so much. They were like, Peter, don't go anywhere, bro. Look, they got you starving uh, over there. You, you hang with us. We're going to feed you, man. Stay a few days. That's what the scripture says. They asked them to stay a few days. And you know what? God is shifting things right now. I want to pray for you because there's a shift. God wants to do new things in your life. He also wants to require new things of us. To whom much is given, much is required. Peter concluded his message of a great vision and he's preaching and God is pouring out his spirit. We need a vision correction. This is not just about us. This is all about Jesus. This is about sharing in his vision, a vision of ordinary people experiencing extraordinary life in him, a vision of a transformed generation, a vision of sons and daughters prophesying, a vision of people being renewed, filled with his spirit, being healed, a vision of God doing supernatural things through each of you that are watching right now. I believe in you and I declare this in Jesus' name. I want you to begin to just pray and worship God for just a moment. God, we love you. 
and I thank you. Lord, I am believing that right now we're beginning to get a glimpse of the shift. We're beginning to see it and understand it for people are perceiving. (laughs) They're perceiving what you're doing in this hour. Awaken our understanding. I pray for those who perhaps have religion, but are devout and love you, but want a relationship. Fill them with your spirit, God. Perhaps there's someone here who's not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, so they want to know more. They've got questions, Lord. Reveal to them. Lay on their heart because they must, we all must be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, for others, you're revealing now is the time to launch a ministry, start a blog, start a vlog, start a new business, venture out into the deep. Lord, let them perceive that now is the time. In Jesus' name, why don't you just continue to worship him? Praise God. He is so good. We're so thankful for you, Lord. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.